commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And joining me this week is none other than DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan. How are you doing this week, sir? I am oh, pumped. There you are. There I, you I are. I am pumped. <laughs> I knew it. I got it. I was there. Uh, I am pumped to just be back in the saddle again i just i i'm so uh, that's two 80s references in like two weeks for me on this show no i i am so happy to be here it's been a good day i'm i've had a total 180 from where i was last tuesday so knowing that i'm just kind of here and, and, and ready to roll it's just like I just, I'm just excited. I'm just having a good day, and I'm really stoked about the show we got for us tonight. Yeah, I mean, we got a loaded show on this short week, and speaking of that short week, because it's Thanksgiving week here, so happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Uh, we're thankful uh, on this Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all of the listeners that we have out there, so thank you so much, and continue to share us, uh, like the video, subscribe to our channel, do what you got to do to get us out there. We would greatly appreciate it. But speaking of that, since Thanksgiving is this Thursday, we will not be having uh, our Boba festivities on Thursday. We're going to take Thursday off to celebrate that holiday and take a little bit of a break, much needed break, much deserved break. But I can't wait for this week's episode. I mean, we got a lot of news pieces to hit, a lot of cool things to discuss. And shout out to Jordan Jit in the chat saying, yo, 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 what's up? It's good to have you back. Uh, Rural Farm Boys here. What's up? He says, got my boys covered. And we got uh, Brody in the chat as well saying, what's up as well. So good to see all those people out there. Uh, let's go ahead and do this. DJ, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this thing. Like we always do with our news pieces, we got some big ones that we're going to discuss in detail, but we got some announcements that we're going to make uh, real quickly. And the first one is this dark horse comics will be producing a brand new line of all ages, comic books for the star Wars franchise. These stories will range from the high Republic to the sequel trilogy. The source on this is screen rant. I would say this is pretty legit and we will probably see this transpire. Dark Horse Comics created a lot of cool comic books back in the past. Uh, Star Wars made a new deal with Marvel to where that they had the exclusive rights. But now it's coming back to Dark Horse Comics on some of them. Uh, DJ, what are your thoughts on this news piece? Well, I remember the first ever Star Wars comic I got was a Dark Horse comic. It focused on Kiata Mundi, the cone-headed shape Jedi Master from the Council, and I really enjoyed that as a kid, and I hadn't had a comic until the Disney acquisition again, so yeah. it's kind of nice to hear that these things are coming back full circle in, in one sense or another, and you know, it makes me question maybe if there's something wrong with the Marvel stuff, or maybe they're just trying to get more content out there through different uh brands and companies or whatnot who knows you know either way though in my opinion more star wars content the better i mean it doesn't matter to me if it's high republic sequel trilogy i don't even care if it's legends at this point give me the star wars content that's those are my quick thoughts on it i think um that's enough for me on that yeah yeah no i 100 agree i got nothing else to say you said it perfectly so dj what's our next announcement this one is one of those that made me upset but Ooh. We'll try to keep we'll try to keep it quick and not so spicy because we got some good stuff to go through here in a bit. But EA has as they shelved Dice's pitch for a Battlefront three. Our source on this is the Bestman Bulletin. And um, Caleb, what are your quick thoughts on this? Well, for me personally, I am a huge fan of the Battlefront franchise that they got going. I really enjoyed EA's Battlefront. I enjoyed Battlefront two, but I have to say. Although I really want a Battlefront 3, I'm kind of tired of the behind-the-scenes chaos of EA having Star Wars Battlefront. So in a sense, I'm bummed of this, but in a sense, I'm not. Like, I'm ready to get some other Star Wars games and kind of maybe get away from EA handling Battlefront. Would you agree? 
I would agree to okay. a certain extent. Okay. I, I really liked how they shifted gears after the initial release of Battlefront 2 and not doing the microtransactions and all that. I know a lot of video game fans hate that, if not all of them, if we're being honest. Um, but for me, um, you know, I, I'm glad that they did that and moved forward. I wish they would go ahead and do Battlefront 3. And along with this news, I think I read something else this week that said that they had plans for a new phase of heroes and those two mm. heroes or villain, I should say hero and villain, was going to be Ahsoka Tano and Asajj Ventress, which... Big deal. Uh, that's huge. Those are two major characters from the Clone Wars. And the fact that they were like, all right, you're done. Not only are we shelving your next project, but we're also saying, you know what? The fans, they don't even need that. It's kind of how it feels. It feels like it's shoved away. So I'm upset that that's kind of how it went because I've been telling people, like uh, like people who actually play Battlefront, friends of mine, they're like, man, I would love it if they got some new heroes and characters. And I'm like, they need to put Ahsoka and Asajj, and then that's where we need to go. And yeah, that would be a good um, balancing the scales as far as who, who they have and who they don't. And sure, that's kind of the deal. They always added a hero and a villain. Yeah, you know, those were always, you know, very in sync. So it was very balanced. And well, um, you know, that's what I'm kind of the most upset about. Yeah. Well, just real quickly and then we'll we'll move on. But correct me if I'm wrong. EA is done updating Battlefront 2, correct? Like they're not doing any new additions to it. No, they they announced that a while back. I don't I think I don't know if it was earlier this year or late 2020 or not, but they did announce they were done doing those updates, which was kind of a bummer because a lot of the things they were doing were great. The different clone variants and yeah, even other other variant, um, you know, appearances and in emotes and everything else. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was all good stuff. So it kind of sucks in a sense that it's um gone away. But you know, I guess we'll just wait for the next thing and hope that um somebody else will pitch battlefront three and it, it becomes a, a big deal down down the road somewhere yeah certainly hope so all right our next announcement here is uh boba fett uh book of boba fett's coming soon we got two empire magazine cover covers that have been revealed for promotional material for that show of the book of boba fett with more details of this magazine i believe coming like later this week but i mean they've been given teases of the the news piece and the article and the interviews that they have inside this empire magazine all throughout this week. I believe this is going to be fully released though, pretty soon. So keep an eye on that, but there are two new images out there of Boba Fett on the cover of empire. So go check those out. Also, I think today empire released an official image of the book of Boba Fett. You can find that online. You can find that on Uh, mando talks twitter at mando talk i retweeted that image so go check that out if you have not done so but that's really all that's to say about this news piece is we got some new boba fett looks and other than that i'll just plug you know boba festivities we'll be back with boba festivities next thursday where i believe we're going to discuss the next season two chapter that boba fett uh shows up in in the mandalorian i can't remember what episode that is but nonetheless we'll be talking about it dj what were your thoughts on the empire images and anything else you want to say about boba festivities before we finally get to our main topics yeah i I really like anytime these kind of magazine covers come out you know i always tell myself oh i'm gonna pick this magazine up and i've picked up exactly one magazine (laughs) there you go i'm the same way (laughs) since 2015 um but i have the uh i do have a magazine for like the official guide to the force awakens so i've held on to that one because it's really cool and actually i have a uh, this is kind of sidebar but i have a time magazine from 1999 that has qui-gon obi-wan and a little anakin played by jake Mm -hmm. lloyd on the cover and it's got a guide to the phantom menace inside of it and uh the wackiest thing about it is that on the inside front cover is an ad for apple computers which are the really colorful computers remember when yeah we yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of the wacky thing for me it's like oh okay you know if you forget about them and you, you know you see it and you're like all right but um yeah. no I, I love looking at these magazine covers every time they they release them i think it's exciting and it's really cool so i do think that this one will be really special so i'm going to try in mm-hmm. some form or another to try to grab it and yeah see I wanna, it's just to have it you know i want to say there's i want to say there's info about like the future projects that's going to be inside this magazine as well and rfb in the chat saying that the empire magazine is set for a january release as he understands which that is certainly possible i may have overlooked that um so regardless 
I, I I agree with you, DJ. It's something that I definitely want to check out. Can't wait to get my hands on it potentially, but I also just can't wait to get all the images that Empire always has when it comes to their exclusive uh, articles that they cover. So it's yeah. out there. Go check that out uh, if you have not done so. Okay, those are our announcements. You let us know what you think of those three things. You know, Dark Horse Comics getting some Star Wars comic book material coming out, EA shelving Battlefront 3, and then those Empire Magazine covers. What did you think about those? Let us know in the chat or let us know in the comments if you are watching on the playback. All right, DJ, we are now ready for our main topics of this week's episode of Mando Talk. DJ, you got the first one. What is that first one? I'm going to grab something really quick. Okay. What what you grabbing? What you grabbing? We're talking dark side. <laughs> all right. So I'm not upset. Always. Always. <laughs> if we're talking dark side, I've got to wear. listeners, he's got his Darth Vader <laughs> helmet on. Yes. If, <laughs> his if, cap. If, if, if you don't own a Darth Vader helmet, you need to get one. But because um, it makes your life a little happier, you know, sure. amongst, other, amongst other reasons, because sometimes you can just, you know, be playing video games. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Y'all, some of y'all are watching like he definitely does that. And no, I promise I don't. Um, <laughs> but let's get on to our topic, because we are talking about the Acolyte. Yeah. The Acolyte will begin filming in May of 2022. Fingers crossed nothing goes wrong. <laughs> ahsoka in march of 2022 andor is also listed um in this report to go into production um from the production weekly um this was an interesting one to come across and find i was i was kind of shocked and surprised um when this announced i was just like okay you know all right and i totally missed i think i saw the ahsoka announcement first and then i saw acolyte and then andor and mm-hmm. so it was one of those okay all right that's uh that's good news because we knew it was coming in, in 2022 and we knew that these things would be um kind of rolling out here pretty quick um but I, I, it kind of it's also a little bit of a bummer because it's like okay are we gonna see it in in the 2022 or in 23 i, I just a little shaky on that one personally so but mm-hmm. our first question is how exciting do these production schedule reports really make us in light especially of the past few weeks as i just kind of alluded to a little bit caleb will you uh, go ahead and lead us there you know probably even a month ago this this news would excite me and get me pumped but after like the online cabacle i don't cabacle is that a word it is now cabacle after the online cabacle that this past week, I think that's Jewish. Two weeks have been. Uh, I don't know if this is exciting me as much as it should, only because I just want more info. Like we know things are right. shooting, we know things are in production. It's just I don't know. I, I want to make sure that the things that we're getting next year, we're really going to be getting those, and not necessarily. I'm not necessarily worried about okay, when yeah. are other things in the future going in production i just want to make sure that next year is going to be okay <laughs> yeah i'm kind of in the same boat if if i'm going to be i'm on the same starship if i'm going uh-huh. to be honest because um I, you, you know you hear these and you want to be excited mm-hmm. um and then you're kind of like well what the heck is going on like we talked a lot about last tuesday yeah um and it just it, it I don't know. It's just one of those, okay, will it work out? You know, I'm just going to hope that the ball is going to roll the right direction on these and just kind of see how it goes because we know all these things have been in production for a while. Um, So, you know, there's that. Now, here's our second thing. Is seeing a production titled Andor O or 03, I should Mm -hmm. say, odd to see on this report caleb what do you what do you think super odd i I don't know what to make of this i mean it i wouldn't be surprised if it said andor o2 or zero two whatever it is because then you know season two of andor i don't get the the three being on it that's just throwing me off i don't know i don't know what to think of that honestly i I couldn't even begin i mean o3 aside from the year Mm -hmm. you know i can't i can't think of of anything except maybe they're treating rogue one as like a season one. And now they're saying, okay, and or the series is season two, but 
that's kind of weird and i don't think that they would do that yeah that is kind of weird um so beyond <laughs> that man unless zero three is in reference to something we'll find out once andor's actually on disney plus and they've they've got some kind of code phrase or something i mean who who knows man i mean the way things go behind the scenes nowadays on really any given production i mean the, the, they still refer to mandalorian as huckleberry you know, yeah. as the behind the scene tag. So it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they would continue doing that. It's like, everybody knows what you're filming. Just call it what it is. <laughs> right. um, unless you're just really trying to make sure the paparazzi and the leakers and everything don't jump in there. For this, though, it just seems kind of random and off the wall. And I, I don't know. It's it's kind of one of these things that just fell into our lap from the unknown regions. And mm -hmm. here we are. I don't here know what are. else to say Kind of like Snoke. It. Yeah kind of like Snoke. He just oh, fell yeah. on our lap and here, there we were. <laughs> and I, and one of the few things that's ever, you know, just totally fallen out of nowhere that I've just been totally excited about, you know, mm -hmm. it's Supreme Leader Snoke is something worth getting excited about. And if you're not excited about Supreme Leader Snoke, um, consider changing your ways and get excited about Supreme Leader Snoke, whether he's chopped there into bits, wearing yellow, wearing black, whether he's a 4,000 foot hologram or not, just get excited about surprise or if he's in a can <laughs> with other snokes you know like a pickle jar just yeah. be excited he's there because that's snoke yeah fair, fair enough I, I know some people would <laughs> highly disagree with you though honestly well, <laughs> they can go i don't know yeah they can, they can just go they can, just, <laughs> they can go. just go whatever whatever all right well listen you let us know what you think as far as the acolyte and ahsoka going in production kind of middle of next year, 2022, and Andor 03 being listed uh, on this uh, announcement. Kind of weird, kind of strange. That's the year he graduated college. That's there you go. Maybe, yeah. maybe. That's canon, <laughs> canon until proven otherwise. Yes. All right, next news piece, a big deal, a massive deal with this news piece. Ahsoka, the upcoming Disney Plus series, casts Natasha Liu, Liu Bordizo, as Sabine Wren, I have personally never come across uh, this actress before in a previous project, but I have to say she looks the part. Everyone seems pumped and excited for this news, so I'm just going to hop on board and be pumped and excited for this news because getting the character of Sabine Wren live action is exciting enough. I don't care who portrays the character, just the fact that she is being incorporated, brought in to play is absolute beauty it is perfect great announcement i can't wait to see it dj what were your initial reactions to this casting announcement from deadline my exact reaction was well i need to put my clone wars rewatch on hold and go rewatch rebels because yeah. <laughs> that made me so excited you know when we got that weird i don't even, i don't even want to call it a tease because it wasn't a tease when everybody thought that uh Costco Reeves was gonna be Sabine fighting yeah. out there with uh with Bo Katan in season two of Mando. I which would have been cool. <laughs> it, oh absolutely and listen that would have been great but you know you compare um Sasha Banks to this actress Natasha mm. uh Bordizo you compa compare those two and you kind of think this, Natasha looks way more the part to be Sabine. Oh, yeah. I, I loved the side by side image you had up just a moment ago on the screen for us because, wow, it just it, you kind of look at the way. I mean, for me, it's the shape of their eyes, both the cartoon and the person. You know, they always say you can you can do a lot with um, this triangle between the eyes and the mouth. In fact, that's how Ewan McGregor was cast as Obi Wan. He had the exact same shape if you overlaid. You, uh, Ewan and Alec Guinness over the top of one another, they had that triangle that matched right there. And so kind of seeing similar things happen here with Natasha and of course the cartoon, which, yeah, you know, sometimes that's just pure coincidence, I guess, but they, they I think they probably nailed it. Now I've never seen anything um, with Natasha in it. I have no idea her career. I couldn't even begin to tell you if I've seen her elsewhere. Um, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm beyond stoked because it just tells us exactly what we're going to see in Ahsoka. And those two things for sure are Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, I should say, and Ezra freaking Bridger. I mean, let's go. 
I mean, Rebels ended up being a show that I did not think I was going to like. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was finished with it, oh, man, not I mean, for those of you who may have held out all this time, now's the time to stop holding out. I mean, yeah. honestly, the Disney Plus subscription for me was enough just to have the ability to watch Rebels. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I never seen them all before. And I mean, it, I'll go it, ahead and it's, say it's it. incredible. I'll go ahead and say it. Rebels is better than Clone Wars. Ooh, that's my, I that's disagree. my personal I opinion. Mm-hmm. That's that's I where disagree. I always will land. Only because I think that the okay, well, Clone Wars definitely does it, but I think Rebels really dives deep into a lot of things that I could relate to at the time that I watched it, okay. and I think that's why it just impacted me so heavily. Well, I totally get that. You know, I still have this grudge, I think, against Rebels. I've never fully gotten over, even though I did just say what I said. I stand by exactly (laughs) what I just said. I'm not trying to do the hypocritical thing here. I'm just saying when Clone Wars was canceled, Mm -hmm. I was bitter for a long time. Yeah. And then when Rebels and when Rebels came out, I was like, forget this show. Bump this. (laughs) I don't want to watch this. This is stupid. Animation's different. Yeah. And then like a year went by and I, I don't even remember where I first read it. I think it was my little brother, Gavin, who's been on the show. He, he said, I, I saw Gavin in the chat earlier. He TK? was in the ch- Yeah. TK421, man. That's Gavin. What's up? Um, you know, I, I, uh, oh, and Miss Sunflower disagrees, I think with you yeah, about she dis- disagrees with me. I, I, that's fine. Disagree that, with me. That's cool. That's fine. It's all good. But, but my grudge was, I don't care. And then he tell he says, Hey, Ahsoka's in the show. And I'm like, what? And then I, <laughs> I, I was in college, so I didn't have the ability to just sit down and watch the Disney channel on Monday nights at seven. Sure. You know, I, I either had something better to do or I was in class or who knows, you know? So yeah. when I finally got Disney plus, it was the first time I'd watched all of rebels. Now it's mm. solidified up here as some of the best star Wars. Yeah. Um, even though I do hold, a little bit of a grudge, but I disagree with you. I think you're nuts hey, for saying that you're nuts. You know, that's you're fine. Just, that's okay. All good. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let it be, but you know, I still think this, this casting's fantastic. Hey, and there's I, I people love, out there that agree yeah. with me now. They just there might are, not be here in the chat or there, with there me face are. to face, but, no, but there's people out there that those, agree those, with me. Those rebels fans, man, you, you don't want to cross them on a bad day. You know, no. you just, you just don't, <laughs> they're not as bad as the, uh, as some other parts of fandom. I won't, I won't name names, but, <laughs> um, some of those other parts of fandom can get a little rowdy and yeah. those, those rebels fans. Well, they're, they're rebels fans. They're kind of, <laughs> it kind of, it's in the name. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, listen, let's go back to that, uh, that Thrawn comment. Okay. Um, this for me all but confirms that Thrawn is there. 100%. Thrawn is going to be in Ahsoka. And this also, for me, is the easy segue to connect Ahsoka's storyline to the Mandalorian and to the Book of Boba Fett. I mean, you now have every single one of these shows that they're trying to set up in a Mandoverse has a Mandalorian. And I think that's just an easy segue to easily connect all of these fantastic series that they have in production there at Disney Plus. I think the only one, though, that's not going to connect is Acolyte and probably Kenobi. But I could see Andor connecting, and I think we speculated with that as far as it connecting to the Bad Batch, which in turn the Bad Batch is connecting to the Mandalorian, and we've speculated on that before. But we'll see. I just think that that's exciting for me because this casting announcement, for me, it just confirms that, okay, they really are really trying to build up this big story at the very end of this with the characters that we've come to know and love in the Mandalorian with the characters that we're going to get in the book of Boba Fett and eventually the characters that we'll get in Ahsoka as well. No, I definitely agree that it's a, they're building towards something. And, you know, I think that they all can connect to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned how they may or may not. Mm -hmm. I don't think acolyte will necessarily connect to anything else because we know where that's, that's taking place a hundred ish, 200 years before Phantom Menace. Yeah. So it's at the end of that high Republic era. So we'll see an end of the high Republic and then we'll move into this acolyte phase. And then that'll get us episodes one, two, Clone Wars three, and then, Kenobi you know I think Kenobi could connect to Rebels if they do it right I think Mm -hmm. that they I think that they would be willing to toy with the idea of making Ewan McGregor look a little more like Alec Guinness 
and have mm-hmm. him do a live action Darth Maul fight. I think mm. that that's a possibility. Interesting. Um, now I know that they're building towards the Vader stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause we're not going to get the Vader thing right away. And mm. um, it's going to be that final episode or second to last episode. They're going to have a cliffhanger or something, you know, uh, that's, that's my, okay. that's my guess. Of course, then Kenobi will connect to something else. And then yeah. eventually we'll get to solo then rogue one on through the, that and then the to Mandalorian and that'll go to Book of Boba and Ahsoka probably sure. and it's all gonna somehow sprinkle in together and be this fantastic yeah. little little thing as far as these goes uh, all these things go so but back to the point on Thrawn that you mm-hmm. mentioned yeah there's there's no way we're not getting Thrawn right. and you don't bring in Sabine mm-hmm. if you don't intend to bring in Ezra Correct. And the the crazy thing to me is that this Ahsoka series is a limited series. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to have a live action Rebels series after this? I don't know. I know that's always been I, something speculated. Yeah, and I would be okay with it. I mean, yeah. I'm uh, as of right now, I don't think Taylor Gray, who voiced uh, Ezra, is in the running to portray Ezra again. Mm-mm. But um, the I think it's Mina Masoud was the guy who's been. Yeah. Yeah. Who's been like rumored or just nearly confirmed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just, you know, we got to think about these things. Are they going to connect to that? Are they going to go somewhere forward? Not to mention Hayden Christensen's been um, confirmed to be in Ahsoka or rumored. I don't know if it's confirmed. Well, by Hollywood reporter. So, yeah. It's pretty pretty much confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who I can't ever remember who confirms what and who rumors yeah, what sure, anymore. Sure. It all runs together, and I'm just like, <laughs> that's fine. It runs together, but just you know, help me out, you know, Star yeah. Wars. But regardless, um, yeah, I, I mean, everything we've you said so far, I think I'm pretty much on, on the same. If I'm not a hundred percent certain of the, of the same things you are, I'm on mm-hmm. the same train track. I'm okay. just a couple of nice. train cars behind you. I think <laughs> there you, you know? go. All right. Well, Miss Sunflower in the chat, Rosario Dawson confirmed it by tweeting something. Yeah, she, I, I believe that is yeah. that's 100 percent what happened. And then she deleted it. Yes. So, yeah. And that always does <laughs> inform you that it that it's pretty much confirmed, pretty much confirmed. But regardless, we have a yeah. loaded cast, a character potential for the Ahsoka show. But that's not all we have for Ahsoka this week. More information on Ahsoka was teased by none other than Dave Filoni. I've got a quote from Dave Filoni himself about this series. He said, quote, it's thrilling. I got to tell you, it's something you imagine doing for a long time. And then it's kind of starting when or startling when you're sitting there and now you have to do it. I thought of this adventure for Ahsoka for a long time, and it's interesting to see how it's evolved. Years ago, I never would have imagined that it was sprung from a branch of a tree that had anything to do with a guy like Din Djarin or a child that looks like Yoda. It's a great lesson for me on how when you have other creatives like Jon Favreau, they can help lend such dimension and depth to what you're doing. DJ, just any initial thoughts or things to take away from those quotes from the the writer, the producer, the creator of Ahsoka Tano, Mr. Dave Filoni. I want to quote something I saw on Twitter. Twitter. From, from a guy who um, I follow, and he follows me, at uh, SA Coach. He, he said this, in Dave we trust. Yeah, 100%. And, and I don't ever call him Dave. I always call him Filoni because it just – it feels weird to not call him Filoni because uh-huh. everybody I've ever heard talk about Dave Filoni is just says Filoni. Like with that kind sure. of a last name, you have to, you know, <laughs> but yeah, in Filoni, I put, I put my trust on, on these kinds of things. And he, he, he drops John uh, Favreau's name. And I think that's important. And he, the fact that he's had this character in the back of his mind, maybe not even in the back of his mind, in the front of his mind for, Man, Ahsoka was was we first saw her in 2008. You know, yeah. You don't just see a character. There's development. So he's probably had a character like this as early as as 2007. Mm-hmm. So we're now 14 years. By the time this comes out, 15, 16 years since this character it was, you know, first seen on screen. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that's some that's 16 years worth of thinking that this guy's yeah. done on this character. And I think that we need to realize um, that's a lot of effort to put into one character because even George Lucas didn't put probably 16 years worth of thought into say episode four that I have behind mm. me right now. I mean, I don't think that that would have been the case. So, right. you know, I mean, it's I, a pretty, I think it's important. It's a wild journey that this Ahsoka character has gone on. I mean, initially, and, and I don't think I was necessarily as tuned in with the fandom back then, fandom, fandom back then. Uh, <laughs> Wrong show. Yeah. But back when Clone Wars came out, I've heard so many people say Ahsoka was not liked at all when she oh, was no, first she introduced. Wasn't. But you look at this full circle moment here where she's getting her own live action series. People can't stop talking about it. And there are people out there that view like TK, like your your brother, that view yeah. Anakin or Anakin, Ahsoka. Jesus, okay, I'm stumbling yeah. over my words. <laughs> to view Ahsoka as their favorite character and the best Jedi out there. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty remarkable that we've gotten to that point. Oh, I 100% agree with that. I'm, I was one of those people who couldn't stand Ahsoka. I, I, well, I hated go. I hated Ahsoka when I was, let's see, 2008, I was a freshman in high school. So I'm still living off of the energy of, of 2005's Revenge of the Sith. So uh, at that point in time, I was like, who is this? Why does Anakin have a Padawan? He's not even a master. I was just like, this is ridiculous. But man, I I've said this on the show before, but to sit down every week, you know, and watch the Clone Wars as a family, which I got to do, yeah. that was big. So I got to fall in love with the character of Ahsoka and not just Ahsoka, but people like Hondo Onaka um even duchess satine and and several other just side characters in clone wars so um by the time it's all said and done you kind of look at it and you're like oh wow i really do care about this character quite a bit and i've got the i've got the ahsoka tano um rebels black series figure you know stowed yeah. away right now and i've i've bought the funko pops for a couple for my brother who he's trying to get all of the ahsoka funko pops and has most him. of them no and, and she's a cool character mm -hmm. and you know she's someone that people look up to both boys and girls men and women she's a great character she embodies something really cool so you're right full circle moment here and um it, and i'm not i'm a prime example of coming around to to that character as are probably thousands of people you know i mean she's somebody who when you like i've never been to star wars celebration but when you see images from star wars celebration there's always a group of people with the fulcrum looking her her the white part of her face is is drawn on their face and even when clone wars came back for season seven what did the clones do they turned their helmets yeah. to, and painted them to look like Ahsoka. I mean, it was it wasn't just a welcome back to this one mission. It was a welcome back to fans saying, "We we hear you. We know you paint your face, you know, to look like Ahsoka." You know, I, I think it's beautiful. So, as far as these comments from Filoni, dude, I I, I can't be more excited. You know, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna jump up and down hardcore. I feel I feel sure. like like I would Kenobi or. or or just Ewan being back or Hayden coming back as Anakin. Um, but I'm still excited. I mean, yeah. It's something to be excited about. And I say that and watch when they eventually release the trailer and we do a trailer reaction for Mando talk, I'll be. Ah! Oh, you <laughs> will. You will. <laughs> but it'll, no I can't doubt. help it. I can't help it. In the moment, I'm just like, yes, right now. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like uh -huh. stoked about it regardless. So there you go. We'll just kind of see how it keeps going, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, those of you out there, let us know what you think of Natasha Bordizo being cast as Sabine Wren. Oh, yeah. I think we're giving it I totally two thumbs forgot up. That's what we were, I forgot two that's thumbs what we were up even talking about. <laughs> but then also let us know what you think of Dave Filoni's comments on Ahsoka, what you think of the character as a whole. Let us know in the chat, comments, Discord. That, that link is in our description. You got tons of places to talk to us if you want to. All right, DJ, what's our next news piece? And this one is a doozy, let me tell you. Uh, you're, you are not wrong, sir. Uh, yeah. Empire Magazine, in preparation for its The Book of Boba Fett featurette, mm -hmm. got a couple of interesting quotes from none other than the president of Lucasfilm herself, Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, my gosh, Kathleen Kennedy. She's Kathleen speaking. <laughs> She's speaking. She's saying stuff. 
listen. That's what that's the that's the that's the neon sign I'm sending. Well, right? I don't need to listen to it. I already know. I don't I don't agree with what she says. <laughs> that that wow. I've never wanted to give a voice a wedgie until now. That and I'm not even a bully. <laughs> um, listen, this is what she's saying. Okay, she she said. Oh man, I got to back up for a second. Where yeah, I, I threw lost, you off. I threw you I off, threw me there off with, man. I threw you off with my it, my uh, making fun of the fandom voice there. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes you got to make fun of the fandom. I mean, because <laughs> sometimes the fandom is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, let me back up. All right, Kathleen Kennedy. She's given us some interesting quotes via Empire Magazine. Okay, regarding future projects at Lucasfilm. One quote on Obi-Wan Kenobi and one quote on sequel trilogy characters of which I have one behind me tonight. There you go. Ben Swolo. No, actually that one has, that one has a shirt on. So that's just been solo. <laughs> um, that's the one with the blue lightsaber, by the way. I'd love, I love that pop. I had to hunt that one down, but yeah. anyway, um, here's the quote on Obi-Wan and then we'll give some takes on it just after the, uh, after that. All right. Here we go. The thing that was most exciting was being on the set and watching the two of them get excited. Who is them? Well, them is Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. She said they hadn't seen one another in a long time. I was surprised at just how incredibly emotional it was for each of them to find themselves back in these roles. Uh, Fun story. When I first read that quote, I thought that said robes. So there I was like, oh, wait a minute. Fair enough. Fair I'm, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm cool possible. with it. But, but it's rolls. It says rolls. Goes on to say, and just uh, realizing how important Star Wars was to each of them. It was the beginning of their careers, is kind of she adds as almost an afterthought of sorts. So, Caleb, I'll hit it with you first and then uh, you can send it back to me. What are your thoughts on this quote regarding Ewan and Hayden? Uh, getting excited and just being emotionally, you know, driven in back into Star Wars. How do you feel about that? Well, them being emotionally driven by this makes me happy for them because that means they they love being in the franchise. And that's exciting as a Star Wars fan because you can always see that bleed into the screen. Like you can tell when the portrayer really loves what they're doing. And this makes me excited that they really are going to give it their all when it comes to the Kenobi show. That's my first takeaway. Second takeaway was if they're getting emotional, your boy here is definitely going to be getting emotional when we finally see Obi-Wan Kenobi on our television screens so those are my big takeaways what about you <laughs> oh man just to know that they're coming back is enough and I, i've said that before you've said that before i think a lot of people have said that yeah oh man but as far as these quotes go just knowing like you said that they are just excited to be back mm -hmm. and and just you know i said this at the top of the show just to be back in the saddle again i mean and that the a truer statement can't really be said about these characters you know, it's Obi-Wan, it's Anakin. They're, they're going to do their Obi-Wan and Anakin thing. Whether Hayden is wearing what looks like a scuba ventilator, you know, from those weird leaked images from several weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if he's just Hayden with the long hair and the scar, or he's mm -hmm. Darth Vader. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I think it's, it's, it's exciting to know that they're all, they're back. And yes. I, you know, for me, just hearing what Kathy's saying about this, you know, it, it almost, almost makes up for Disney Plus Day being a bomb. Um, for me, it does anyway. You know, it, it might, like I said last week, my big issue was that Lucasfilm is not doing great at communicating what's happening. And I want that communication to get better as a fan. I want to know what's happening. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, things like this, they will hold me over for a little while. I'll, mm. I'll admit that they'll hold me over for a little bit, but I, I still want to see some definitive, you know, uh, information, so to speak. Yeah. And, and, and as far as this goes, it's exciting. That's my initial 
uh, take on this. Okay, let's look at this quote on the sequel trilogy characters, unless you have something you'd like to add, Caleb. Nope, let's get nope. to that sequel quote. And I, I, I was curious, you always wear the Rise of Skywalker shirt anytime we talk about Always. I am so glad that you, <laughs> that you pointed that out. I am wearing my Rise of Skywalker <laughs> tee every single episode that sequel trilogies are meant, sequel characters, sequel trilogy is mentioned in, in the slightest. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And that's I totally appreciate fair. you noticing that, DJ. Listen, anybody that wears a Star Wars shirt, you have to see, you have to think, what kind of what kind of person is this? And, yeah. and you you and you can tell a lot about a Star Wars fan by the Star Wars shirt they wear. And um, just as a sidebar, I have a Princess Leia shirt, and it's a, and it's great. It's her from the end of Episode Four, and it's her saying, um, "The Force will be with you always." Great quote on there, of course, from episode uh, eight. But I wore that in a grocery store one time, and two different people walked up to me in, the, in like the span of 10 minutes and said, I like that shirt. So yeah. you can always tell a lot about a Star Wars fan from their shirt, um, their Star Wars shirt, I should say. But as far as sequel stuff goes, let's jump into this quote again from uh, Ms. Kathy or Mrs. Kathy Kennedy, I should say, because she's married. Uh, quote on sequel trilogy characters. Certainly, those are not characters we're going to forget, tease Kennedy, of the that third generation of Star Wars heroes. They will live on, and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well. Um, I would like to take this one first, if that's okay with you, Caleb. Do it. Um, all right. Do it. Do it. Every time. Um, First of all, I want to know who the creative team is, who are those people, what are and what are they talking about? Is it the story group? Is it Leslie Headland? Is it uh, Michelle Rejwan? Is it just Kathy and, and Filoni? Is Doug Chang in the conversation? I, I don't, you know, I'm naming off names of people from Lucasfilm. If you're unfamiliar with any of those names, go Google them. They're all legends. Okay, but or John Noel, is he in the conversation even? I want to know who's on the creative team. I don't know what I want to know what they're talking about. Is JJ Abrams in the conversation even? You know, is Ryan jo I want to know if Ryan Johnson's in the conversation. Heck, I want to know if Colin Trevero's in the conversation. I don't care. All I'm saying is I want to hear who is on this team first and foremost. Now, secondly, um, I'm glad that they're not going to just step away from these characters. Um, they do need, I think this timeline needs to breathe a little bit before we move forward with that. Um, I've come around to believing in, in these characters quite a bit. Um, most notably Finn. I've, I've a big time come around to Finn. I, I just, I've fallen in love with that character. I think he's fantastic. And John Boyega does a heck of a job playing Finn. So I would love to see more Finn and Poe and Ray and, and Chewbacca and BB-8 doing, doing crazy things. And R2 and 3PO are still out there, you know, throw them in there. You know, um, it's, it's what, what we need to see, I think somewhere uh, down the road. So as far as these, this one little bit of quote goes, it's exciting. It makes me uh, very happy to know that there's, the chance is still there for these characters to return. Um, and that's what I think I want to see from, from that the most. Um, Caleb, what about you? Well, I've said it before, so I'll stick to it. I think we are still five to 10 years away from getting sequel trilogy characters back in my personal opinion, only because I think, and I think again, this was tweeted out at Mando talk on Twitter. You know, go check it out. I think that's the second time I've said it. I mentioned that, you know, Star Wars, the big thing about Star Wars is passing it on to the next generation. What I would like for them to do is wait until the people that grew up with the sequel trilogy are old enough to pass on their love for Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo, you name them, to their kids, to, to the next generation. And and I feel like waiting that five to ten years would would allow for that to happen. And on top of that, I think we're five to 10 years away from it because we have so many projects that are currently in production that are going to take up the time to where we can't even get to a project focused on the sequel trilogy characters. And I also want to say this. Yes, I want to see them come back. I cannot wait. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in some form, whether that be on film, whether that be just an appearance on a television series for an episode or two, or you name it. It's going to happen, and I would love to see it happen in animation form. I would love to see the story of Ben Solo, Luke Skywalker, their training and their development, whatever. You know, I've mentioned that before on the show as well. 
I, however, I, I love that she's saying this, but I guess it's just still this rotten taste in my mouth from Disney Plus Day. We haven't finished the job with what we know we've, we're getting. Like, can we just focus on that for right now is my personal opinion. Like, yes, I'm glad that you're saying this. I can't wait to get the sequel trilogy characters back. But before, you know, fans go crazy and we start speculating about everything, let's make sure that we knock out the projects that we currently have finalized. Let's make sure we knock them out the park before we throw this out in the universe and have these all these fans start to get excited about seeing the sequel trilogy characters again knowing though that we have so many projects that are coming before it to where we're not going to see these sequel trilogy characters for a hot minute what do you think about that a lot of that i agree with okay um a lot of that i agree with especially the part about there being an animated series with these Mm -hmm. characters um that really lends itself well let me back up and say that again i guess you know that that's really what helped the prequels um episodes two and three and episode I mean, episode one two but you know really two and three really are, are built on quite a bit and uh are helped out a ton by the clone wars and i think that the sequel trilogy could benefit from something similar um yeah is, i agree and however they do that i don't think it needs to be a prequel in that sense like i do want to see more luke training ben stuff that stuff is superb mm-hmm. what they've already done with it in the comics that stuff is incredible and and ben's fall to the dark side is incredible but i don't think i need to i don't i don't need to see that i want to see a continuation and if they decide to do that in animated form and not on the screen that is okay and i think you know to an extent that's what the plan was with clone wars the difference is that ahsoka is now live action and hayden and you are back yeah the chances of us doing lightning doesn't always strike it doesn't strike the same place twice you know you know the old saying so the the chances of that happening with the sequel trilogy are slim but i'm not opposed to that happening and i would be okay with that happening i just think if they do the animated thing it probably just needs to stay the animated thing Mm. um now with that being said i would rather see movies than i would another series um, I like that we're getting all these series and don't get me wrong. Like you said, let's see what they do with what we have coming now. And then let's mm-hmm. move on to that conversation then. Yeah. But um, I would rather see it in movies. And I, you know, they say the creative team is what kind of Kathy referred to a second ago. Well, I say a second ago, what we read a second ago, you know, there's gotta be more than one creative team working on this stuff. Oh, you sure. got your, sure. you got your bad batch folks. You got your Ahsoka folks. You got your book of Boba Fett people you got your kenobi people yada 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 you got all these different people so that makes sense that there's a group who's like your job focus on the sequels Mm. and they're gonna have the direction they're gonna have the guide from kathy kennedy and others um you know other executives and whoever else is there but you know they're gonna guide that ship and i want to see that ship go toward uh, uh, back to the film, back to the movies. You know, I want to go back to the movie theater and see Star Wars because I love oh, yeah. waking up. I love waking up at five in the. I really do. I love waking up at five in the morning and going to watch Mandalorian. It's, uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that book of Boba Fett. I did it with Bad Batch, you know, and I, I've done it with all. I've done it with both uh-huh. seasons of Mandalorian and Bad Batch and Clone Wars. I did all of that, but yeah. I want, I'm fine with that. But I would rather go to the movies. Yeah, you know, I think I'd rather go to the movies. I think I was starting to get on the. Star Wars is now best fit for Disney Plus train there for a while. But then I went to see Dune and I was reminded of what the cinematic experience was all about. And I think that that is what Star Wars is truly about. But it's okay for us to, you know, go back and forward on, you know, film, television, film, television. That's called Star Wars adapting, which I have always voiced. Star Wars needs to adapt uh, in order to continue. It does. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see where these sequel character uh, sequel trilogy characters pop back up. Like I've said before, it's going to eventually happen. It's just about perfect, the right timing, the, the right story. And I think I think the lessons have been learned about making sure that the character development, the character stories are there 
but we'll see. And I will be there to see it. And I can't wait to see it because I love all these characters that we got in the sequel trilogy. And I, I can't wait to get them some more. Okay. Last thing, any final things that you want to mention about that before we move on? Just that you mentioned character development, mm-hmm. the Lego Star Wars holiday special that was released last year did a great job of mm. fl- fleshing out some of those characters, most notably Finn. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm with people on that one. John Boyega deserved a little bit better in Rise of Skywalker. Um, I don't like really saying that a lot because I, I'm, I don't want to put these hardcore, you know, the, uh, what do I want to say? These hardcore opinions out there, mm-hmm. um, too much, but in this case, I'm willing to, because we are talking about it. I, I want to see more of Poe. I want to see more of Finn. I, I think we did a great job with Ray. In mm. fact, if we got a Poe and Finn show, dude, I'd be stoked. It'd be like yeah. Andor, but like 30 years later. I think it'd be fantastic. Um, or maybe not like Andor. I have no idea. I'm just, that's my pitch. Make sure. Do a, that's my pitch to Lucasfilm. Do a Poe and Finn show and make it like Andor, but don't mm. make it like Andor. You know, like <laughs> make it be its own thing, but like, you know, like I'd love, love to watch that. And then Finn could be a Jedi and you know, go do Jedi stuff with Poe and BB eight can be there and yeah. it'd be a blast. It'd be a blast. So that's, that's it my pitch. But anyway, be. that's, that's it for me on sequel stuff for at least for this episode. Sure. Sure. All right. Our final news piece here, brotherhood, the upcoming novel from Mike chin has revealed its cover art. The cover art is phenomenal. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can now see a bit of that displayed which features some old promotional images of Hayden Christensen as Anakin and Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi from Attack of the Clones. That's what these two um, promotional images are from, that era, Attack of the Clones. Mike Chin, he was quoted by saying the following, Brotherhood opens with both Anakin and Obi-Wan recently promoted to Jedi Knight and Jedi Council, yet feeling a bit uncertain about how to go about it, all while the war accelerates things so quickly that the Jedi charge into battle without a chance to really go. Why are we doing this? Who are these clones for? For our two heroes, they're balancing their feelings on this while trying to live life without being tethered to one another. And the story examines how both of them realize that not only do they need each other, they're better Jedi and people when they're connected. This already sounds like a story that I want to check out. DJ, I know you are excited for this one. First of all, two promotional <laughs> images from Revenge of the Sith. There you Aiden, go. Ewan. <laughs> I, I love showing these things off because they're just fun to own. Sure. <laughs> sure. But I mean, I mean, this right here is kind of ne- how what you need to know about my excitement right here. The fact <laughs> I'm holding these two things up is how excited I am about this. Not yeah. to mention over on my bookshelf, just right here to my left is a little novel. You may have heard of it. Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Buy it, read it, love it, own it, reread it. Okay, that's all I have to say about Master and Apprentice. Actually, I'm lying. I have a lot to say about that. The fact that we're getting something that is centered on this very specific period of time between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and it's going to be canon, should get everybody and their mother and their dog excited because Mm. there's just not enough... I, I'm, I mean it when I say this. There's not enough Anakin and Obi-Wan. There just isn't. Now, you may hear me say that and go, what are you talking about? I mean, they, are, they literally fight each other in Revenge of the Sith. And sure. they're together all the time in the Clone Wars. Yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. And even I watched this Clone Wars episode the other day where Grievous goes, he says something like, where you find Kenobi, usually Skywalker's not too far behind. And in this particular episode... Yeah, that was really, truly the case. And I love that that's kind of a toss in here in, in this, this synopsis, if, if you will, uh, the summary, I guess, of where we're going with this brotherhood story. Also, yeah. I'm a sucker for promotional photos. I, I love the prequel commercial photos. So the fact that we are wa- looking back in time at 2000, 
two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's what Andor 03 is referring to. Just something, just it's just promotional photos from 2003. That's it. That's the whole thing. No, this promotional photo is enough for me because it's just too freaking cool. I had, yeah. I was a sticker kid. I don't know if you, were you a sticker kid, Kayla? Did you have stickers all the time? Eh, not really. I'm still obsessed with stickers. I, 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 I have a ton of stickers. I have stickers on the back of my laptop. And um, I, I love I love looking for neat stickers. And the fact that I had like coloring books with like promotional images from Attack of the Clones with these, the, not this particular one, but the fact that I had these stickers, I put them on everything. I had them on my, my bed frame, <laughs> everywhere as a kid. So this is, this is just really cool to me. And, yeah. you know, honestly, this moment, that they're kind of mentioning here, the fact that there's this battle they're having internally, whether how do we, how do we continue our relationship as not teacher and student, but as colleagues. And it's no secret, you know, Obi-Wan looks at him as a brother and up to a certain point in time, Anakin looks at him as a father and that shifts by the time we get to revenge of the, of the Sith and even the Clone Wars for that matter. Um, in a lot of places, especially in later Clone War seasons. So to me, this is something that I'm really excited about because we don't necessarily dive into the Clone Wars, but we do dive into this relationship. And that's something that's massively worth noting. Yeah, and and the official synopsis has been revealed, and I won't spend time reading that word for word, but big thing that pops off the screen here as I'm looking at it is Asajj Ventress. Uh, Her being back her being incorporated into this story gets me really excited and of course that location that's referenced in revenge of the sith that i always struggle to pronounce what is it dj oh nemodia yeah yeah nemodia really cool that we're diving into that story that that obi-wan mentioned about anakin you know or anakin mentions about saving his life and and obi-wan's like that that business doesn't that doesn't count uh, yeah. Great. I love that we're going to get some behind the scenes uh, content for that because I, it's going to change my perspective with Revenge of the Sith. When I watch or when I see that scene, I'm going to go back to this brotherhood story and so many other stories are going to run through my head as I'm watching Revenge of the Sith now. And I absolutely love that. That's one of the best things about being retrospective, especially with Star Wars, because like yeah. Ma- that's why I love Master and Apprentice so much, because you get to go back and see, oh, when Claudia Gray was writing this, she had this moment from Phantom Menace in mind, you know, little, little things like, or even this moment from Attack of the Clones and other, other crazy things. So yeah, that's all super fun. Asajj Ventress is the first thing I noticed when I yeah, saw no this. No doubt. No doubt. And I think I speculated when we announced a few weeks ago that this was a novel that was coming up soon, or we announced a slew of novels that day mm-hmm. on that episode. But um, I said, yeah, this makes me think that Asajj Ventures is going to show up because that's who's supposed to have, have given Anakin his scar on his eye. And we don't see that in Clone Wars. And mm-hmm. we don't see it in Revenge of the Sith, obviously. So um, this is the place to put it. And I want that. I want, uh, I want yeah. to know how that happened. And I think it'll happen. It, it needs to. It yeah. absolutely needs to. And when it finally um, kind of happens and we read it, we're all going to be like, finally. You know, it's not the scar was a cool option that Lucas went with, and I'm glad he did because it gives it lends to where we're going with Anakin a little bit. But knowing where it comes from is even cooler in in some some way. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listen, that is our news pieces for this week here on Mando Talk. We had a lot of fun covering those and and we're going to turn it to you. What do you think of all the different news pieces that we hit today? A lot of great Star Wars content is coming. We got the Book of Boba Fett next month. It is rapidly approaching. And of course, on Thursdays, our Boba festivities, we are getting you and ourselves ready for the Book of Boba Fett. But we're going to pause on that this Thursday in observance of Thanksgiving. So again, happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. We're so thankful for you, and especially if you made it this far in the episode. That means that you are a diehard listener, and we can't thank you enough dj thank you for being here again yet again uh for another week what did, what what would you like to share with our lovely audience before we get out of here you know it's a it's an interesting thing that we have thanksgiving this week more so than uh ever i just saw a friend of mine a few hours ago and he mentioned i've been looking forward to this thanksgiving more than i have any thanksgiving 
And here, I mean, if you're not listening or if you're listening and you're not from the States, you know, this really isn't for you. This is for blue harvest bricks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but if, if you're listening to this and you kind of think, man, why would I be more excited about this Thanksgiving than previously last year kind of sucked. And the fact that we don't have to worry about that, I'm not, this isn't star Wars related at all. I'm just kind of on a normal soapbox here. This Thanksgiving, I think is going to be special for a lot of people and it may be difficult for a lot of people too. So cherish this Thursday um, because I think this is going to be one of those Thanksgivings. A lot of people will look back on one day and say, man, I'm so glad I had Thanksgiving 2021. And not only that, now back on the Star Wars soapbox, even though there's a lot of weird stuff happening behind the scenes that we're not sure about, we, as Star Wars fans, we talk, we say this all the time on here, Caleb, you more than I say, we are spoiled as Star Mm. Wars fans. So let's be thankful that we still get content for this thing that George Lucas didn't think would make it past opening weekend at the box office in May of 77. You know, we, we get to talk about this. We get to wear the merch and we get to talk about all the fun stuff. So it's something really cool to be excited about. Very thankful that I get to be a Star Wars fan. It's something I enjoy talking about, at, clearly. And um, it's something I know that um, Caleb enjoys talking about, too, because as um, a certain Gungan once said, we Sapalos. There he is. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, we by the way, the package that DJ sent me. <laughs> I forgot I said that on the show. <laughs> the package that DJ sent me. We're twins now. He sent me a <laughs> Jar Jar Binks Black Series figure, and I absolutely adore it. So thank you, DJ. It was a lot of fun to like, I found that. I got to tell this real quick. I found it, and there were like 20 of them on a shelf. Uh-huh. I was like, I have to get two. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got one, and I was like, I know Caleb loves Jar Jar. Yeah. Sending him a Jar Jar. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. I, I appreciate it. I was glad it. to. I was glad to. I'm usually a terrible gift giver, so I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I mean, anything with Star Wars on it, I tell people all the time, anything with Star Wars on it is a great gift. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We hope that you have a blessed rest of your week. We hope all of our American listeners have a blessed Thanksgiving. Make sure that you, you know, acknowledge the things that you have been blessed with and be appreciative uh, of where your and wear your stretchy pants, wear your stretchy pants. That is right. hundred percent on the money. All right, let's get out of here. And until next time, as always, we have spoken.